windows. The Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys. Hunter Muscara, Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nucky spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Good Thursday afternoon to you, Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, Sandos, and the sidekick, episode 17. We'll talk a lot about Furman today. We'll break down Randy Sanders' comments last night from the coaches' show. We'll talk to the head football coach. Actually, Mike talked to the head football coach, Clay Hendricks of the Furman Paladins. Crazy Coach Thursday got a couple great bites for him to break down and what he would do in that situation. And then uh, last but not least, your favorite segment for for today. right. How do you not know? I'm, everything's running together. It's football season. You know, things just kind of. Four downs. Four downs. I don't four know. Nine, what okay. Day is. You're right. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm it's Thursday. It's Thursday. I yeah. caved and shaved. I'm still caught up in the lack of facial hair that I now have after our discussion yesterday. So, what I've learned caved is. Caved and shaved. Mike Gallagher's not confident enough in himself to no. put the message boards down. No. No. That's, that's exactly. If there is a sidekick thread on any of the message boards, don't tell me about it. I don't want to read it. I don't want to go through it. I don't want to know what people are saying. You're going to cut your hair. It's much like the the numbers from broadcasts that you do, like especially when you're doing really small stuff on your way up. Like I did a lot of Division Three athletics up in Minnesota. How many listen? I I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to to know if there's seven people listening or 7,000 people listening because either way I'm going to be affected by it. Either I'm going to be totally flustered by the fact that there's 7,000 or totally demoralized and shamed that there's seven. So with or without Facebook. Huh? I, it's probably closer to I, I, seven than well, seven. 000. Even now, I caution in seven. That's uh, pretty much what I do. I figure it's me, you, the guys in the studio, everybody on the broadcast. Uh, throw a few moms in there, and we're done, right? That's pretty much that's it. Mostly, but yeah. there's people probably driving past Johnson City on AM six forty WXSM that uh, could be tuning in as they, you know, it's a flyby, but it still counts in the ratings. No, I, I, it does. I just I just like to live in a world where there's seven. Yeah, that's, that's I agree. I, like to do. I agree, yeah. So even if, let, let's say you were, and we've got a mystery guest coming up next week. I talked to him yesterday, taped it, and he does some very large broadcasting events. I'm talking pretty much as big as it gets. And so you're saying even if you were on, let's say, uh, I'm going to go really off the grid. Let's say Manchester United and Manchester City, <laughs> soccer, okay. English Premier League, and there's probably about a billion, two, people. three. Yeah, I mean, a worldwide sure. broadcast, several you'd hundred still, million. You'd, you'd lie to yourself and say seven. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, well that's it, probably is smart. Yeah, I mean, it's because in radio, I figure I'm trying to entertain the people that I'm talking to and yeah. people back in the studio, and I realize other stations that uh, carry football. We have a couple that, that carry as affiliates, so. Though have it's to have much more back than there. seven. Yeah, it's, I think that's probably closer to seven thousand than seven. My Division Three broadcasting, especially of the swimming and diving day, is probably not. Although there are a lot of moms and dads that listen to that. I mean, that, well, that that's is their the only way, right? All right? Exactly. It's, it's, it's got like the, uh, the beginning before we we were doing baseball uh, on radio. We would have like one game of a series on radio, and the rest would be 
internet only, and it was amazing right. the number of hits I would get because both sets of parents for the teams, because that was really back 12, 13 years ago where yeah, not, that wasn't even yeah really well, and everybody yeah. wasn't traveling somebody just to have their own audio feed. They were just taking the home audio feed or whatever it would be. We traveled everywhere, uh, which was great, but a lot of schools didn't. And right. so actually sometimes we went on the road, and, and it would be the only time they had a radio feed. So then you would get that type of uh, crowd. Speaking of going on the road, Randy mm-hmm. Sanders and the Bucks are just coming off the road and are going to be at William B. Green Jr. Stadium this Saturday. 7.30 is kickoff, 6 o'clock pregame, I believe, WXSM AM 640. If you're in uh, Nashville, I believe there's an affiliate there as well uh, that you can listen on. Um, and it's also uh, online, of course, at uh, WXSM AM 640. Just click the live player. And Randy Sanders has had many thoughts leading up to this contest. Uh, I enjoyed his comments last night on the coaches show, 6-7 Wild Cafe, 71 Wilson Avenue, downtown Johnson City. Good wings. We're not going to. He was mesmerized by the wings and tots at the end of the show, and I definitely can't blame him for that. We're not going to hear this specific comment. I'm going to kick it to him in just one second, but I enjoyed how much emphasis he's putting on this game. He said that this is a game to remember. Now, again, this isn't in our comments. We're using it on Buck Minutes for AM640, but what were your thoughts on that comment? This is going to be a game to remember one you think about 20 or 30 years from now at reunions. Well, I, I think the the big thing is the situation. Each issue's lost to him horribly. Uh, the, the really got ran out of both buildings uh, in those two contests, uh, and it's been the get right game for Furman. You know, normally we talk about that a lot in basketball with Steve Forbes and and, and other basketball coaches, but Furman came in zero and five two years ago. Yeah, they were one and three last season. On seven, they're they're zero <laughs> and two. This season. So this has been the game that has turned around Furman season. His statement is if we're going to make noise, we are going to be serious consideration to talk about playoffs. And I wish we had that. Uh, we could just cue that up for crazy. Playoff, playoffs. But if you're talking about that, then I think that's that's exactly what he's talking about. Your first home conference game while he's the head coach. But this is the first time you can go 2-0 and in league play. It's a team that you've not solved. You've not even been in the ballpark with them in two games. So if you can kind of solve that. I mean, the wise guys, if you believe that, 17-point underdogs at home to a winless wow. team. Wow. So certainly – uh, people outside of ETSU sees it as this is firm and getting right in this contest. I think that's really what he's talking about. Well, I think that as we kind of parse out the season and learn a little bit more from Coach Sanders each week, because that, that is what it is, really. It's a slow trickle of information. He's not going to throw everything at you. It's kind of as he gets more comfortable with ETSU, you get more comfortable with him, he gets more comfortable with the media. We're getting a little bit more information about everything he hopes to accomplish. Last week he said that in order to reach our goals, we pretty much got to win out. And so that, to me, means that there's a huge emphasis on every game. But I thought that specific comment last night was very interesting. Uh, Another comment I found um, very enlightening, and there's different philosophies about this, but he talked about using your tools as a player, not limiting yourself. Utilize all the tools in your toolbox. If your legs are a weapon, let's utilize your legs. You know, you don't have to. So many quarterbacks get caught up, and they want to win from the pocket. They feel like they have to be pocket passers. Well, I want guys that can win from the pocket, but if you if you can run and make yards, let's take advantage of everything we have. Winning games is hard, and we can't leave any weapons out there. We can't waste any uh, any tools we have. So let's utilize them all. Let's find ways to win. Let's get used to winning on the road. 
Uh, let's get used to winning at home. Let's just get used to winning. We'll go from there. Specifically, he was talking about Logan Marchie. I think it was 68 rushing yards yeah. last week. And he's not only extended plays, he stayed out of the grass, partially because of his offensive line, partially because of his escapability and willingness to run. But that was the context of that, really, uh, I think, giving Marchie free reign in the pocket and outside of it. Well, yeah, you know, he said it's a huge advantage if your quarterback can get you 68 yards in the offense that Randy Sanders is running. It's not one of those situations where it's the the, the old Urban Meyer, it's a read option, your quarterback's supposed to be running. They, they are wanting to throw the football. But if you look back at some of his more successful quarterbacks, and, and most recently at Florida State, Jameis Winston, he wasn't a guy that – ran a lot, but certainly if something broke down, he could run, but he could stand in a pocket and throw. And I think that's what he's basically saying is, hey, if things are down the field, instead of trying to gunsling one in there and you can pick up five, six, eight yards, go ahead and pick up five, six, eight yards, and then let's go on to the next play. If you can make a play from the pocket, make the play from the pocket. He also talked a lot about field position as well in relation to that. Maybe don't take the chance and try and force one in, but if you can dump it down for five, six yards instead of it being a – you know, 30-yard punt, quote-unquote, from where you started third down uh, because you took a sack, then you're getting five, six yards. That could be a, quote-unquote, 45-yard punt. So uh, he was big into field position last night, something he was talking about with you. But uh, I think in what we were talking about yesterday on the show on Santos and the Sidekick, 11 to 12, every day on Facebook Live and on SoundCloud and iTunes, uh, we were discussing how the defensive struggles of Furman could really benefit ETSU, especially considering how they've come out against the Paladins over the, uh, well, definitely last year and Randy Sanders bolstered that theory last night. There's going to be one or two times in the game that we throw a post route. If we hit it, catch it, score a touchdown, uh, the game changes. If we don't, uh, you know, then it turns into second and ten or third and ten, uh, and it gets you behind down a distance. There's going to be some chances uh, to throw just go routes. There's going to be some chances that, um, you know, you hit a receiver on a slant with nobody really close to him. You know, can he make the safety miss and score? There, there's going to be some of those opportunities in this game. If you like yards and points, it may be the game for you. Well, and it certainly was last year. I mean, 56 to 35, had a little bit of everything. Had big rushing uh, touchdowns, long game, 32-yarder, 22-yarder for Furman. Clearly they were uh, a couple, uh, I think it was a 45-yarder, an 80-yarder for ETSU in the pass game. And it was just offense galore. There was the onside kick return. It was a little, bit, a little bit of everything. I don't think there was a defensive touchdown. It was the only thing maybe was lacking in that game. But the defenses did not enjoy that. It was a combined, I think, 1,150 yards between the two teams. Again, that put up an absurd amount of points. And I, I do feel like ETSU, I, I gave them this stat um, last night. But in William B. Green Jr. Stadium, the Bucks are only averaging giving up 16.7 points per contest. That includes playing a very good, obviously, Wofford team last year as well. Fans have done it up to this point and helped the Bucks along, and Coach Sanders is hoping the same is true this Saturday. We certainly want to defend William Green Stadium, and we want to play well there. We need, we need everybody out there listening. We need, we need the crowd to show up. We need the crowd to be loud. We need students to show up, students to be loud, make themselves a factor. Now, we – as a football team, we got to do our part to get the crowd excited. It's not the crowd's job to get us excited. It's our job to get the crowd excited. We know that, I, or at least I understand that, and that's certainly going to be uh, what we're trying to do. But we, we do need everyone to show up and be a factor for us. That's channeling the inner Steve Forbes there because that's what <laughs> Coach Forbes says about Freedom Hall. Look, it's great they show up and all, and our, our players are looking for them to make noise, and that's what he's saying. You know, our football team's waiting for them to make noise. Well, you have to give them something to make noise about. I think they can feed off each other, though, right? It can go both ways. Oh, no, absolutely. There's there's no doubt. I just watched uh, – uh, 
the game is going down the road about 90, 90 miles, uh, and they put a whole thing out, a two-minute video on how the crowd can affect things, why you need to be loud and proud. So certainly well, they, they can do that, and they do, because they haven't <laughs> had a lot to cheer about for several years on their third, fifth, seventh coach in a decade. But um, they are struggling with that. But that's certainly the student section, I think, since ETSU's been back on campus, have been ruckus. They've been rowdy. It's good that, you know, the band has expanded from – it started out with about 100 guys. Now there's 300-plus over there. So I think all of that helps. And the fact that the fans have been used to seeing winning football in the stadium. I know ETSU off to a little bit of a slow start against Mars Hill, but once it got going, it's clearly affected. I'll say this, even Mars Hill, in every single game that, that has been played in Wayne Bing Green Junior Stadium, there's been at least one false start, or uh, and really there's one of each. There's been one false start and one timeout taken because the play clock was running down. Need more of that. I mean, they don't want that to change at all. <laughs> That's what Coach Sanders is talking about. That's what uh, his feelings on the game. But we're going to transition from Coach Sanders to Same Coach. coach to yep. Crazy Coach. Well, no, Clay Hendricks. All right. No, that's right. Crazy we, coach now, you may call him Crazy Coach. I'm going to not coach. say that for Clay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, I don't want to go there. Clearly. Crazy Coach. Yeah. Crazy clearly, coach is no, on 11:30. Clearly, I have no idea what the layout of the show is. I mean, I talked to Hendricks yesterday, I, and, and if it wasn't clear that this is taped already, uh, obviously, I'm not sure that you know, crazy coach. Okay, crazy coach is later, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you for saying yeah, we'll that. That's right. You can transition out of the. Clay uh, Hendricks is a great guy. I talked so, him up yesterday, so, so I think we're fine. So we're going to talk to Clay Hendricks on the other side of this time. On Santa's sidekick, you can download us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, occasionally we're on Facebook Live. We try to be on Facebook Live as much as we can, interact with fans. But uh, the best way and easiest way is to go ahead and subscribe to our feed on iTunes. That way you get the daily reminder when it's out. You can also follow us on Twitter at Buck Sports Radio, at Buck Sports Radio. We put up the episode on there as well. So plenty of ways to get Sandus and the sidekick. Furman head coach Clay Hendricks on the other side of this timeout. This is Sandus and the sidekick on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Get ready to get your game on with the Tennessee Lottery and fill up your day with fun. Like when you need to upgrade the fun on that road trip. When you could use a little did I just win $50 fun. Yeah! Or when you like to add a side of fun to that next snack. Mm, wow, good. Would you like some fun with that? Well, yeah. Then play the Tennessee Lottery. And for just a dollar or two, you can get your game on. Please remember, play responsibly. Citizens Bank and our growing lending team are excited to support the game broadcasts of the ETSU Buccaneers. We are proud to provide a lineup of options that fit the needs of local businesses, whether it's an expansion loan, remote deposit service, SBA loan, or treasury management services. We can help your business grow. Visit our website or your local Citizens Branch to speak with a qualified lender to learn more. From everyone at Citizens Bank, go Bucks! Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! 
I feel like day after day it's all the same. I know there's more out there. I, I just can't reach out and grab it. <laughs> Does that sound crazy? Um, no, but I'm a butcher. Perhaps a nice seafood dinner would help? Gosh, that sounds great. Excellent. I'll steam some shrimp for you. Really? No one's ever said that before. At Food City, our butchers can't solve your existential crisis, but they can offer a ton of other great services you won't find at most other grocery stores. Butchers make it better. Only at Food City. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Sandos in the sidekick and uh, Crazy Coach next segment. Four downs after that. Completely this segment, coach, this segment. Andrews, completely sane. I thought maybe he gave you some great insight there that uh, you were making the bold prediction there. But uh, you had a chance to talk to Clay Hendricks. A uh, little teaser here before we run the interview. Yeah, again, I mean, kind of talked about it yesterday. I think a guy that just uh, is very realistic about his team and is willing to share that. I, you're going to hear some very forthright comments, and he doesn't hold anything back when it comes to talking about where the team was last year, where it is this year, the personnel that he's working with, and what he expects from the Bucks. In his second year back at his alma mater, Clay Hendricks took his team to the second round of the NCAA tournament last year. Not a bad way to reintroduce yourself to the Paladin sports scene. Coach Hendricks, congrats on the success last year, and welcome. Well, thank you. It's good to be with you. So how about that first year? I bet the 2017 season meant a lot to you. Uh, it, 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 it was a good year. Um, I tried not to have too many expectations coming in, just trying to improve a little bit each week, and I thought our team kind of did that for the most part. And, uh, you know, I had just enough old kids mixed in, and, and you know, with the younger guys, and they, they did it. They bought into what we were trying to sell, and uh you know, we had a pretty good little run. Did, didn't finish like we wanted to, but uh, uh, we, we think, like to think we're at least headed in the right direction. The Elon team you beat last year to move on and face Wofford in the second round of the NCAA is that program may have had some of that on their mind in week two when they were able to exact some revenge. That game and your opener against Clemson this year, thoughts on those results. Did it show you anything particularly concerning going into conference play aside from the obvious scoreline not going the way you wanted? Well, I think the first one didn't do a whole lot. Uh, I think, you know, obviously one of the best teams in the country, especially defensively and out man. And I actually thought, we, you know, it's kind of a two-possession game with three minutes to go in the half. And, and you know, they got a couple of scores for us. I, it was hard to tell a lot by that. Week two, again, I, I think the biggest thing has stood out. You know, we, we were playing with a couple of young quarterbacks. Um 
you know, probably the biggest thing is the number of mistakes we made. Just, you know, we've made mistakes in the first two games. and Sometimes you make those mistakes and get away with it, but we hadn't gotten away with a mistake. You know, we've been minus five in turnover margin. And, uh, you know, that's really kind of been the difference. Uh, you know, we had all kinds of chances in the first half against a really good Elon team and, and just made a bunch of mistakes, and they capitalized on them, and they've got a really good team, and we weren't good enough to overcome it. Interested to hear your perspective on this. When you have the results that you did the first two weeks, does it make you that much more frustrated to not be able to go and play that game against Colgate last weekend? Or do you look at it the other way? Is it a chance to rest, regroup, and start fresh? Well, I think it's what we were going to do, whether we played the game or not. There's not many times really in football you get to kind of hit the restart button. But, yeah, really what we've done to this point, as far as accomplishing the things we want to accomplish, nothing has any bearing going forward. We absolutely control our own destiny, and I think that's the way we're kind of approaching it. Uh, if you know, if you remember last year, we were zero three. Yeah. Uh, you know, and go to Colgate against a team who ended up winning their conference championship and had a good win up there, and came back and played East Tennessee here. Uh, so I don't know. I think we're in a similar situation. I, what I do like, uh, you know, we had an older kid playing quarterback, but the system was new. But yeah, you know, I, I think we've got a chance to have a really good football team. I, I like this team. I like the way they work. You know, we're a little bigger, we're a little faster than we, than we were a year ago. Still, still relatively young. Uh, but you know, we just gotta we gotta figure out that we gotta do those things. Um, you know, from a detail standpoint, and avoid mistakes, those kinds of things. You know, they're gonna help us. You know, be successful. I think the efforts there. Uh, I think we've got good enough players. We just we got to coach better and play better. And as you said last year, uh, never out of it. 0-3, but win seven in a row, your longest streak since 1999 at Furman. How did you spend that week, and especially the extra few days you found yourself with once you knew the game against Colgate wasn't going to happen midweek? I'm sure you tried to make the most of that extra time to prepare. Yeah, I mean it's not an easy thing, you know. Certainly, uh, you want to play. And- it's totally out of our hands, and uh, you know we tried a couple of options and couldn't make anything work. And then, uh, yeah, we didn't find out till Wednesday afternoon, right. and, and we planned to practice. And we, we went out and just had a pretty good conditioning day on Wednesday, and then we practiced, you know, Thursday more of just a general O versus D practice. We went in pads, and then Friday we you know moved on to Eastern C. So probably other than just maybe a day ahead. Uh, East Tennessee preparation. Uh, it was funny. East Tennessee, pretty similarly uh, in structure, uh, you know, to some of the things we do, and also some of the things Colgate had done. So it wasn't like we were having to totally flip. You know, we weren't playing an option team one week or a true spread because there were a lot, a lot of similarities. So I don't think the adjustment was that big a deal. And you know, they they got an extra day too because they played on Friday. You mentioned no P.J. Blazjowski this year. Darren Granger and Jamar Lincoln have thrown the 23 passes your team has flung this year. Of course, that's not what your offense is predicated on. Give us a look at Granger and Lincoln, and as a follow-up, do we expect to see both Saturday? Well, I mean, we will continue to, you know, we'll continue to evaluate those guys as we go, you know, figure out all the we have. Um, you know, uh, nothing's really changed for us. I think we, we know who we are, who we want to be. There's certainly some things we got to do. we got to certainly be much more productive in the throw game. Uh, you know, we're a team three for 200 yards a game last year. We don't throw it as much as a lot of other people. Uh, but we just need – I think we've run the ball pretty pretty decently. 
played it, you know, certainly against a brutal bunch. We won at Clemson, uh, you know, but we've got to be, you know, we've got to be able to hit some big plays in the passing game. And uh, that's something we continue to work at. I think part of it's giving us, you know, our, our, our coaches having confidence in our kids. We like both those kids, their skill set, the things they bring to the table. It's just, it's hard to make a freshman quarterback grow up fast. When you are at your best this year, how do you envision the offense running? Is it very balanced? Is it more triple option? What do you envision as the top thing that you'll do? We get labeled a triple option team. And, you know, if you look back at us last year, we did not run one snap of zero triple. We ran a little bit of midline, and we ran a little, you know, sometimes when we run a little bit of option, you get labeled a triple option team. And I spent those years at the academy, but uh, we don't see ourselves. We think the options are facet of what we do. Right. And part of it is to make people defend it. Uh, I think the strength of our football team on offense right now is our running backs and our receivers. Um, you know, we do not have a senior offensive line on our team. We're only playing two seniors on offense, and they both play fullback, uh, even in our two deep. So, hmm. You know, we're a young bunch, uh, but no, we want to run the football. We want the option to be a part of that. We want to be really, really good in the play-action passing game. And um, You know, our numbers are going to be never going to be equal. Uh, but, you know, like I said, we, we threw for 200 yards a year ago and rushed for 225. And, I, I don't, you know, you could adjust those numbers a little bit, but that's, that's probably where I'd like to see them. You touched on ETSU a bit. Last one for you. What are the main challenges you see across the ball from the Bucks this Saturday? Well, defensively, you know, I got, I think, maybe six or seven guys returning from a year ago, so they're a pretty veteran group over there. Much more veteran team than we are. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, offensively, I think you can see it's pretty obvious Coach Sanders, you know, in, in just the commitment to running the football, which certainly last year – you know, probably certainly a challenge for them. They threw it around well, but they struggled running the football. And, you know, just his commitment to run the football, which I think makes your defense better. Uh, you know, you watch them, they're playing hard, and you know, they've won a couple of games and got a little confidence. And, you know, I, I, but I think that those are the biggest things that stand out to me. Coach, thanks again for being open to joining us. Good to talk with you, and we'll see you Saturday. That'd be great. Thank you. Your key takeaways? I tell you, I, I thought. Of, well, hey, I love that uh, he don't want to be labeled triple option. He did get mad, didn't he? he? Oh, he got very defensive. Again, if you watch a lot of Air Force, it's it's uh, you know there, there are some principles that they do. And he didn't mention. I love that he talked a little midline and stuff. Yeah. I, again, working with Matt Woodrum for a long time, he's he's kind of you know the difference between the veer, the midline, the belly option, all that good fun stuff. Uh, so that was good to hear. But um, you know they they'll line up an eye formation. They'll do some things. It's the fact that they'll they run it just enough right there'll be eight plays a game that'll have some sort of option principle to it where if it's not a traditional you know uh, dive keep pitch type deal they still will do some things with it they still do a lot with the three backs where they'll send guys in motion and toss sweep it or they'll do a a lot of misdirection out of it Uh, so it is a little bit of that but the I thought the takeaway was he he was brutally honest with the um, quarterbacks not growing up uh, the fact that there's no seniors, the offensive line is there. Billy Taylor talked to us, and we'll, we'll run those bites on Saturday, but he, he raved about how physical their offensive line is and how they should be successful. Coach Sanders did that last night, too. He said, as right. an offensive guy, I really had to sit there and just look and wonder about how fast they get off the ball and how they push guys back. Yeah, and, and that's going to be the problem. The, the ETSU's not been able to get negative plays in that matchup. Uh, the, the first two years are going to have to get a negative play or some zero 
yard play so that the make them throw the football, right? You've got to take away the run, make them throw the football, and they put it in there. That's where they've not been successful this year, and they've certainly uh, struggled. But they've got a lot of returning guys um, at the skill positions he's riding, including, I mean, tight, he left out tight end, and there's a, a couple of tight ends they got uh, that could play well with the wide receivers, with the uh, couple different running backs they got. So, uh, and they have added another home run hitter running back as well. Defensively, he's a little shocked for Furman, and he didn't really talk about it. But I think that's been a, a disappointment because they return as offense lost a lot of guys. Defense returned a lot of guys, and they thought that was going to be a very uh, big strength of the team. And so far, you know, you play Clemson, I think, again, you got to wash that. Uh, a lot of that away uh, because they are outmanned at most positions there. And then Elon, I think things get going downhill, and sometimes that's just tough. It's, you know, you, you can go out there and say, well, you've still got to go out there and play. But, you know, when you run 45 plays and the other team's running 85-90, it's just, you know, there's only so much you can do defensively. So I think this would be a good measuring stick. I, I found it interesting, too, that, you know, Colgate was similar to ETSU yep. as far as that. So that, you know, the preparation part of yep. it what was interesting. I, I was I, That would have been a question I would have asked, too, the one you did. Well, what did you do when the game was canceled? Well, Thursday they kind of had a physical day, offense versus defense, full contact. So they had that going. They didn't go a full week without having game-like uh, situational football. And then Friday started to, to, to dive into a little bit of what ETSU did. So I found all that interesting. I'm very – confident in ETSU going into this game I just hope that fans players I know the coaches aren't thinking this but fans players those that are you know going to be affecting the game on the field in the stands aren't taking Furman's offense lightly just because they put up 14 points and they are very young I still think that this is a group that after last year leading the league in scoring has had a couple of tough weeks against very top level opponents but I think that this is a chance for them to try and get that on the right track now ETSU's defense has been a lot better of course and I like that as well but you can't take Furman's offense lightly. That's just the summarization of that conversation for me. Yeah, man. We're going to step aside for a timeout. We go from two sane coaches, Randy Sanders and Clay Hendricks. Very sane to, coaches, to, Randy Sanders and Clay Hendricks. To the unsane, the insane. The insane. What about unsane? Can we use that for Jane's English language? Can we yes. use that at some point? Unsane. Just double-checking. All right, we will have uh, our crazy coach. we got some good bites for him to break down for us this week. We'll talk to him on the other side of this timeout. The Sandos and the Sidekick, SoundCloud, iTunes. You can download and subscribe. We're back after this timeout on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Nice Wonger Children's Hospital is proud to be the only hospital in the region dedicated to serving kids, teens, and their families. With over 20 subspecialists in pediatric medicine, as well as access to the Level 1 Trauma Center at Johnson City Medical Center, we are committed to providing hope and healing to you and your family. To learn more, visit NiceWongerChildrens.org. That's NiceWongerChildrens.org. The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Here's the deal. At Wendy's, every hamburger is made with fresh, never frozen beef. Now here's the big deal. You can get a day's double with a half pound of hot and juicy beef along with small fries and a drink for just $5 when you download the Wendy's app. And the real deal? That's a whole lot of delicious Wendy's food for just $5. 
Download the app today. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. Bucks fans and football fans across the country can now design their dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you create custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from 10 home and building structures designed with over 50 popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. General Shale, a proud supporter of ETSU Athletics. New coach, new era, new day. Hear from ETSU football headman Randy Sanders all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640, the extreme sports monster. I got 22 excuses, 11 on my offense and 11 on my defense. A red zone defense is like Oprah, like you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. We tried to recruit bigger, better players to come play for us, but they went to good schools. I got a bunch of mama's boys right now, and uh, we just won't buck up and bow our necks, and we got to get through that. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Hello, you play to win the game. I just hope we can win a game. Well, we didn't block, but we made up for it by not tackling. Ben Wallace and Mo Williams fell down more than a baby learning to walk. Oh, what a lead in on Sandus and the sidekick. It is Thursday. That means it is time when you hear that bumper for Crazy Coach Thursday. And there are several things I would like to get Crazy Coach's opinion on. First of all, Crazy Coach, thanks for taking the time. No problem. Enjoyable. Uh, lost your phone number and i hit jay in the sidekick on the internet and uh you know i don't want to see jay leno when i hit jay in the sidekick it's just not what i expected <laughs> am i kevin eubanks in that situation remember kevin eubanks yeah. played the guitar that's a talented man right there i mean come on i mean we got to get this up there when we hit this that's the first thing that comes up you know well, to, be, to be fair i don't think i want to see jay sandos first to be fair i don't think we've really done any promotion have we promoted this at all? Nah, I mean, have probably we taken not. out some billboards? But, but, or, but here's uh, the other thing. Can help us. I mean, do you, do you think we're giving out the direct hotline number to everyone in the world? Like, like Is that what you were trying to look up? You know, I was thinking that. You know, what the heck? I mean, <laughs> That's all your point. You would never get in. <laughs> our our uh, plethora of fans yeah. uh, would. Yeah, uh, I, I figure both of them have the number. Uh, Johnny and uh, whoever else sidekicks dating. I mean, what the heck? Uh, I think it's more of a platter sure, of uh, sure. supporters rather than a plethora at this point. Yeah. 
Like one of those smaller platters they have. Yeah, you remember like you were talking about seven or seven thousand earlier? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah more than seven. 7 000, sure. 000, yeah. Let's go ahead. All right. Well, how about our first bite? Um, well, let's go with uh, Derek Mason, the head coach of Vanderbilt. Let's go with the, set up the bite first. Okay, so there isn't, there isn't an actual bite of this. Uh, this is just an article of apparently some tensions that have arisen, crazy coach, from Brian Kelly and Derek Mason following uh, Notre Dame and Vanderbilt. A surprisingly close game for some. Some others were, were all oh, over oh, No, it. for the record, Vanderbilt uh, left 20 points on the board. They fumbled at the one-yard line. Yeah. They had a chance to score the next possession, and a guy dropped in the end zone. They did get three points out of that. And then the last drive of the game down five, they had a fourth and four hit a guy in between the numbers, and he dropped it as well. So there were three times they were they could have got touchdowns Very on the board. They lost by five. Right, the game yeah. could have gone a different direction. So crazy, Coach, after the game, Brian Kelly was wound up specifically about how Vandy played against one of their tight ends, saying that they routinely – cut block him went low and the quote is I mean he was getting cut maliciously by their defensive end it's bad football and and then Derek Mason responds I don't really care much about Brian Kelly's comments about football when you go back and watch the game from the holding to the post to, to or excuse me from the holding to the post chops by Notre Dame I thought it was bad football on their part what it comes down to is that the game gets played on the football field nowadays we're asking defensive players to raise the target lower the target hit with their eyes up all these things are really a part of football with Brian Kelly Brian Kelly can take his comments and keep it moving. If he's got something personal with me, he can come see me. Have you ever (laughs) given that kind of ultimatum to another coach, and has another coach ever come see you? Well, uh, I've never given that ultimatum, but I've given the old drive-by in the handshake line. You know, you really really don't grab the hand. You don't look at him. You just keep walking. You know, it's like, hey, dude. I know you're up 30, but you could have taken your starters out with, like, at least 30 seconds in there, you know? Maybe Those not throwing that alley-oop, right? Maybe not throwing the alley-oop up 32? Yeah, you're up 32, and there's four seconds to go, and somebody fires up a three, you know, which, you know, nowadays uh, the fans are going to be wanting you to throw up the three since there's probably going to be money on the game every every game in the country. So, no, I've never really – squared up with anybody but uh i have wanted to (laughs) i'm glad you said that part because we've never i don't think we've ever really seen coaches you know square up what was the um john John cheney right yeah didn't he come at calipari that one time i'll kill you (laughs) i'll kill you yeah and just knowing uh coach cheney i'm putting my money on coach cheney on that one because he was fired up that game so i mean that i've seen Things like that here and there, but I don't think I've ever seen actual coaches come to blow. Didn't Bobby Knight have one where he was going and like nose to nose with somebody on the court as well? Oh no, no, I, I will give you a good one. Do, do you remember uh, the Jim Harbaugh handshake? Right? Oh yeah, remember that? Yes. Uh, he gave Lions. a little bit of a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Niners, yeah. gave a little uh, back slap too hard, and the next thing you know, they're nose to nose in the end. He kind of so. pushed. I think it was Jim Schwartz. He it was pushed Schwartz. Jim That's Schwartz out of the way. He shook his hand and then just gave him a hard shove in the back. Now that I think is as close to coming to blows as I've seen amongst coaches. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's part of the game. I mean, you get fired up. You you really want to go out and kick the other guy, and uh, you know your emotions run high. And uh, I think that's what makes the game exciting. I mean, I it gives you guys something to talk about. Oh, you we know? need more of it, Coach. Uh, all right, Coach, I'm going to give you a sound bite. I'm going to play the bite first, and then just in case you're unfamiliar with, uh, I think you'll know what this is, but just in case, I'll, I'll give you the feedback. But this is uh, this is from the Buffalo Bills. You never career. have seen it ever. Pop Warner, high school, college, pros, never heard of it, never seen it. And it's just completely disrespectful. What? 
Vontae Davis, a cornerback for the Buffalo Bills, 10-plus years in the league, at halftime retires, walks in, turns in his gear, gets in his car, and leaves. That was a soundbite from a player. You're the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, and God bless you if you are, but you're the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, and somebody comes to you at halftime and goes, hey, coach, I just think it's time I'm retiring. What is your reaction? Especially after going through um, training camp uh, for four, you know, four or five weeks. It's the second game, and but uh, and then you go back if you really analyze it from the other side. I mean, I, I don't know the score. You want that guy on your team in the second half if the game's close. So um, that that must have been a crazy situation. I mean, I don't. Uh, I've never had to handle anything like that. I've had guys I thought quit on me. In the middle of games, because they couldn't guard, they couldn't guard anybody. But uh. well, well, let's just put okay. So, so in NFL, and, and I think this is actually a little comparable to, to basketball, which is more your forte. But you know, in NFL, you've got forty six guys, so you may only have you know four cornerbacks active that day. So when he goes yeah, well, and just says, "I'm done," you only got three left, and if somebody got hurt, you're down yeah. to two. Yeah, I can imagine that. I mean, if a guy gets hurt, uh, all of a sudden you're down two, and they're rookies. I mean, that would leave you in a bad situation. Um, I did see the situation, but I never really – I would like to read up and see. I'm sure some of the players knowing knowing him probably took his side. Some of the players probably took the other side. And uh, most coaches in that situation, you just go, oh, that's crazy, and then go find somebody to replace him. I'm going to defend him in two ways. Firstly, you're playing for the Buffalo Bills, and two games in, the writing is on the wall. It's six your job. Qu- six quarters no, it's, have but you, gone you, by. You sign a con. It's your job. You didn't know when you. It wasn't like he was trade. It doesn't matter. You're a pro. Six quarters. You're a pro. Not anymore. He's not. Six quarters. Retire have at the gone end of the by. game. At the end of the game, just as soon as the game's over, just just like basically um, would it be like a, a musician does his last show sometimes, just leaves his guitar on the stage. Like just take your gear off right there, walk out with your jock strap on, leave it everything right in the middle of the field, and say, you know what, boys, I'm done. Of, leave your jock strap in the middle of the field. No, 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 no. That's, that's the only thing you're wearing. Don't think you're wearing off. That's, <laughs> that's what. That's what. Yeah, yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Like you're a professional. You're a professional. Yeah, it's time to go. It's time that's to go. That's your job. So have you ever have you ever done something or needed to do something so bad that it can't wait one more second? No, I mean that's that's I it's a mind, but I couldn't. Def- I you know as I actually played some, so leaving your pl- your teammates hanging like that, I couldn't look myself in the it's mirror. In the heat. Okay, hey, I, hey, hey, I'm not saying I would do it, but I can see where the man was coming from, where he had a burning inside where he said, if I do this one more second, I'm not going to be able to take it as the person that I am. So he left. I, good for him because otherwise you're compromising your effort on the field. You're, not, you're, you're serving just as good of a purpose as the four-string guy that's replacing you because you're not in it. How you about this? have not been in go it before the, the first coach, half? Go to the coach. Go to the coach and say, Coach, I don't have it. I'm going to stay here on the sideline in case two other guys do get hurt. I could – I there could be that fourth or fifth guy. Thousand ways to handle it, but I don't have it. The quit at halftime. Good for him. Quit at halftime. Good for him. I'm glad that awful. I'm glad that he did what he felt was right. Good for him. The, the, there's no saving the Bills. It doesn't really matter for the well, Bills. That I mean, has zero to do with it. The, the, it doesn't matter for the teammates because they're going to be in it, and he's not either way. So halftime, end of the game, it doesn't matter. They're going to lose that game. For the, for them, I think he, it does do matter. You think, do you think he's worried about how they think about him? He said in the quote after, I'm not worried about it. And he called that it is exactly the problem. But, 
But he's done. Yep. So what does it matter? It is a team sport. You signed he's up to be a team. He's not playing sport anymore. You signed up to be – you said, I will take your money to be on this team. I don't care if it's the Bills. I don't care what team he's on. I signed up to be on this team. And to, after the game, say I'm done, no problem. Before the game, the morning, walkthrough, I don't want to be on the team. That's fine. In the middle of the game, because I don't know what your feelings get hurt because somebody beat you deep. I, it's, I'm, I'm sorry you're not good at your job anymore. It's time to go. Finish your job. Do your job. Well, you know, you can also look at it this way. There's 32 teams with, what, 50, you know. 53. There's somebody 50, out 53 there. On the, 53 on the really active 46 are active. Yeah, no, listen, somebody else is going to get an opportunity, and I'm all for that. Again, I just say you finish the game. Yeah. The whole yeah. the whole you point of the kids, game so is teamwork, you right? It's you a, you're being a part of a team. Up for the year. You have kids yeah. and they sign up for the year and they're not playing. Well, here's, uh, well, well, here's what I learned. I mean, they quit. Crazy hey. coaches, as soon as this goes sideways, Gallagher's walking out. That's what I've just learned. He's not a part of Sandos and the sidekick. Says, says the when it gets did, a little roll, he's that, gone. Says the, he's that, gone. says the guy that didn't want his name he's on gone. the show for just he's exactly gone. that reason. Because I'm a team guy. No, I wasn't no, about me. About this isn't about Sandos me. This isn't about no, me. No, what you said was, what, if this isn't good, I don't want my name on it. That was your yeah, well, no, I think well, that's exactly. a great plan. You're not a team guy at all. You're worried about yourself. You're just like Vontae Davis. Oh. You and Vontae Davis are two peas in a pot. I can see it now. All right, crazy coach. We got one more, and it's actually not. Uh, we don't have the sound bite, and I'll just give you this: the short version of it is, and I, this is popular now. I'm gonna give Randy Sanders credit because uh, it was the head coach he worked oh, for, Florida no. State, Jimbo Fisher, right? Oh, not so, more, not Randy, more naked stuff. Well, now <laughs> Rand, Randy Sanders made a lot of noise, and College Game Day even ran it. The old "I'm gonna walk naked back if we win." Now all of a sudden, Jimbo Fisher decided, well, that's popular. I'm gonna say, if we beat. Alabama, I will be vegan. I will become vegan for one year. So my question to you isn't about anything vegan. If if you ever felt at any point in time in your life there was a game that was such a would have been a monumental upset win, just this everything stacked against you that you would go out on a limb to say something outlandish, and if you would, what would it be? Oh man, that's a tough one. But that you know, I. I you know, coaches make deals with the devil in big-time situations all the time. So, how about this? I, you know, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, yeah. I said, well, this is a family show, right? So, I got to watch what I say. I was, uh, I would probably be willing to give up relations for a year. <laughs> hey, well, now, first of all, your wife's going to be happy about that, <laughs> wouldn't she? I would imagine. Well, she was trying to get, she was trying to get it to two years. <laughs> but I'll say this: I would much rather become vegan, or have to walk oh, back yeah. naked, than uh, than yeah. give up that for a year. But yeah, that's uh, no comment. That's that is bold. <laughs> I like where that, you know what's it. funny. You make statements like that, and I was I was in South Carolina or Georgia. I forget where I was, and somehow something was said. And the guy goes, hey, did you hear about the coach at East Tennessee walking naked up mm. up the highway? I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, made, wow. So that kind of – it wasn't bad publicity. It was funny publicity, but it was publicity that, you know, ETSU uh, – just think if you would have tried to put an advertising on game day, what that would have cost. Well, I, 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 yeah, oh, no, absolutely. And I'll say this. Uh, the broadcasters have done equally dumb things. There was, I'm trying to think it was uh, Hawk Harrelson of the White Sox 
had said something about the Detroit Tigers and the White Sox were up some absurd amount and just made a comment as Detroit was starting to make a comeback as color analyst uh, before Steve Stone had just said something. He's like, oh, if they blow this game, I'll walk back. And next thing you know, he's walking down the road. Uh, and then, right. uh, It took him two or three days. They, they, Man, his word. Like, uh, yeah, that. exactly. Love but that. he said it. He was just, you know, there. I, I can't remember. It was one of the Green Bay. I don't know what Green Bay, but whenever um, – uh, one of the NFL teams before the Browns, the the, the Lions, I think went 0 16. Some yep. one player had made an outlandish statement. If they went 0 16, he'd do something. He did it. So uh, you do have to be careful about it. I have uh, made sure I've not said anything like that for any particular reason because I have seen strange things happen in games before. So uh, I won't do it, but I do like where your head's at there, crazy coach. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you got to think about something uh, that really won't cost you in the long run. But uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, guys will say things, and I can't imagine if you really went back and looked at all the time to find out some of the really crazy stuff in the last 30 years before, you know, guys would say something, and it would be everybody the next day would know it. You know, go back 30, 40 years to some of the stuff that used to be said on radio and TV, and now it's like, I mean – you're a star for a second in a minute, you know. Mm. It's crazy. Coach, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Uh, we had some, I think we had some good bites for you this week. We'll, we'll try to have a – of course, we're at the mercy of uh, the coaches and players, but uh, as we know in sports, it doesn't take long to get a couple bites for you. It doesn't. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Thanks. All right, see you, crazy coach. When we come back, it's four down. Santos and the sidekick, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook Live, all the above. Santos and the sidekick back after this on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges. Or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were. This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway, he scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole, the clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 
No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye for all your printing needs. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now. Four. Now. Four. Now. Four. 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 Now. I feel like I need a glow stick. The favorite bumper of Trey Adams. Oh, yeah, it's a party in here. Well, I mean, it's just you down in that studio, but that bumper can light up the night. I mean, it can be the beacon that you need to get you through anything. I'm not I'm not sure that, that, that Trey Adams has ever cut a rug in his day. Oh, he's cut a rug. He's cut many rugs. There are no more rugs left. There are. It's just me. I, I, you, listen, you throw some out there, it comes back at you, and uh, that may be for another question for four downs for another day. But uh, How many rugs has Trey Adams cut? Four downs, Very Trey. Few. Yes, sir. Your show, buddy. We're just living in it. First down. All right, so ETSU football is back home this weekend. Uh, they are playing at William B. Green, William B. Green Jr. Stadium. They welcome the Furman Paladins, who are winless on the season. And, of course, last year, you know, there was a high-scoring affair, 56-35 final. My question to you guys, will there be a receiver for the ETSU Bucks eclipse the 100-yard mark? Uh, I'm going to say yes, and the only reason why is because I think Randy Sanders already said they're going to push the ball down the field. Uh, Furman has been – they go against the run every single day in practice, and they're very good against the run. What they don't see, especially this year without Blaze Jowski, is somebody that can push the ball down the field, and uh, the Bucks have seen success both games uh, against Furman previous with Austin Harrington quarterback. So I'm going to say Logan Marshy, uh, especially especially if if and uh, it's a game time decision right now if Ari Warts is back, it just gives them another threat uh, to get down the field. But I think they will have a receiver that will go over 100 yards. Just over the pure fact of the soundbite we heard earlier of Coach Sanders saying we're going to have chances to go over the top, go routes, post routes. There's going to be a guy on a slant that's wide open. Can he break a tackle and make the long run? If that does happen, then that's 50, 60, 70 yards right there. So I'm thinking a big day for the ETSU offense. And why not Keith Coffey? What do you have, 6 for 63 last week? Mm -hmm. So it's a slow build for him. He's got 111 receiving yards on the year. I think he continues that build. I'm saying Keith Coffey over 100. Second down. Now we stay with ETSU Athletics. We've talked a lot about volleyball and their success uh, this week. Uh, of course, they started off the conference season with a straight set victory over Western Carolina. My question to you guys, how many more sets does ETSU Volleyball lose in the regular season? Because it doesn't seem like they're going to lose a lot more. I 100% agree. I think they sweep Sanford and Chat. their next two. Uh, those are at home, I believe. Then I'm thinking against UNCG. That's going to be tough because UNCG is, always gives them some trouble. 3-2 win over UNCG on the road. Then it's a Wofford sweep at home. 3-1 over Furman at home. Mercer and Citadel, the two bottom teams in the league last year, on the road. Those are sweeps. That's the first half of the conference season. Second half, Wofford and Furman on the road lose three sets in those matches. But I say all they lose the rest of the way. Three in the first half, three in the second half, six sets total, undefeated regular season. I was going to go seven. You were so wow. you, went, you went six. Six. You, you went seven. six. I was going. I had seven in my mind when you first started 
talking. I, I was going to go uh, seven, and you were talking. I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm too low. Maybe I should go nine. Oh, no. Oh, no. Then you went six. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go seven in the over. So keep in mind, there's 16. I'm going over that. Keep up with that track. There's I'm win 16 that. matches. I hope and I don't. So if they only lose six or seven, that is very good things. I'm thinking zero losses and six or seven sets. I mean, that'd be incredible. That'd be uh, like 11 or 12 sweeps. Third down. All right, now we turn our focus towards the NFL, and a very unique thing has happened over the first two weeks. There have been uh, ties in consecutive weeks, week one it being uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and last week it being uh, Green Bay and Mike's Minnesota Vikings. And this has occurred two other times in the history of the NFL in 1997 and 2016 where we've uh, had back-to-back weeks with ties since the introduction of overtime in the NFL in 1974. My question to you guys Will we see a record-setting third straight week with an NFL uh, with a tie in the NFL? And if so, who will it be? Yeah, I see Jay sizing it up right over here. Look it's at Cowboys, Cowboys, Seahawks. Oh, going Cowboys, one. Seahawks, and it's going to be a primetime late-night game, which is going to make it even worse. Oh, I'm going that's that. the worst <laughs> one, but I'm going Cowboys, Seahawks, third tie. People are going to hate that if in primetime there's a tie. We already know Anger Man hates it. You hate it as well. I think, I we, all kind, I think we all kind of hate it. You want a, uh, a winner to be decided. I, of course, obviously hate the fact that it was Minnesota last week with missing two field goals in overtime, RIP Daniel Carlson's career. I think it's actually tonight. I think it's the Jets and the Browns in typical third. Thursday night football fashion because Thursday night football games are bad. always terrible. And bad. the Jets and the Browns are probably the two worst teams coming into this year people thought there would be, um, with the honorable mention to the Cardinals, uh, the Giants, and a few others. So I think tonight it's like uh, it might even have a lot of points. I don't know what the score will be, but Jets-Browns screams tie to me. For you, Cowboys and Seahawks, I'm thinking that's like a 12-12 game or something weird like that. Offense is struggling, things along those lines. Not sure the, uh, the score tonight, but I think Jets-Browns has a very good chance. Jay, is that one of your bold predictions for tomorrow? No, I'm not going to go tie. I'll tell you, if I had to pick a second game, you ready for the second game? I'd go Broncos at Ravens. That would be my second one for a tie. But anyways, and it's again, those are about evenly matched teams. I know the records aren't the the, the same. Broncos 2-0, Ravens 1-1, but the Ravens are home. Broncos. Anyways, uh, we're running out of time. Let's get the fourth. Fourth down. And finally, you know there are five traditional human senses, the sense of sight, sense of hearing, sense of taste, sense of smell, and sense of touch. Which one is the best and which one is the most overrated? Now, me and Trey talked about this, so I'll go ahead and lead off. And you You're going to have to. i got to think about that. You can mash it on that one. I think sense of smell, I mean, what do you really gain with sense of smell? Where you lose a ton with hearing, uh, sight, touch and whatever the other one was but smell I mean do I really think that there's a lot of things that get through I'm like I really wanted to smell that I I never find myself leaving a smell thinking I could not do without that I have kids I don't want to smell them anymore there it is smell is clearly across the board 100% yeah the smell no think about everything you lose with the other senses but smell is bad I I smell more terrible things and you probably especially smell more terrible things than I don't want any part of that smells yeah right I don't even know if there's another part of that question, but smells are out. Smells are out. Smells are out. All right, tomorrow, Friday, it'll be the day before game day. We'll fully break down the contest. A lot going on. Route tree, Austin and Eric, we're going to have them for two segments, one to break down the game and one to talk about the route tree. And then we will have our bold predictions on Friday. Big thanks to Crazy Coach, also to Clay Hendricks, Trey Adams, Mike Gallagher, Jay Santos, the edition of ETSU Sandos and the sidekick. Don't forget SoundCloud, iTunes. You can download us, RSS, subscribe, and of course, Facebook Live. That's it. Fucking Air Force Network.